Welcome back, everyone, to Your Life, God's Word, where we take the principles found in Scripture and we apply them to our everyday lives, those areas that are most important, faith, family, and community. In this episode, we give a shout out to the Thanksgiving holiday and encourage people to give thanks and walk in an attitude of thankfulness before God. We also conclude chapter 6 of Proverbs as well as chapter 7 in the discussion of the adulterous woman. During this time, we recap and review several different topics that we've discussed throughout the first several chapters of Proverbs. Things like the importance of godly principles in tradition, commands from the past, things like listening to those who have been there and done that, things like the importance of our individual choices and actions and how those can lead to things in our life and generations to come. So with all of this incredible meat, all of this review, let's go ahead and dive in right now. Welcome back, guys. We are here with another episode. This is episode 99. 90 and 9. I know. Um, hard to believe, but um, I'm having a lot of fun with these. It's hard to believe it's already been 100. Um, we are going to be doing something, getting into a series at episode 100. I don't think it's going to be able to, it's something that can be covered in one episode. Or maybe we'll just do like a really long, like, four-hour episode. Um, probably not that. But we we have the um, the series of um, God's Nature, where I've done interviews with uh, three um, leading minds in, in different areas, different camps, and we are going to uh, jump into a study on God's Nature and go through the scriptures just kind of podcast style, taking it verse by verse, listening and, and looking at and analyzing some of the different things that these folks have said. And I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be a, a great conversation. I think it's something that you will enjoy. So we're going to kick that off with episode 100, kind of a special episode. And we also will be creating a playlist in YouTube, on the YouTube channel, if you're not following there, if you're on Spotify or something. But we will be creating a playlist with each of those in there so that you can go and just click play and it'll just run back to back to back if you want to listen to the different episodes, the different interviews, and then, of course, the however many parts it is, one, two, three, five, I don't know, um, on my commentary and my thoughts on it as well. And, of course, as always, we'd like to hear your comments and your thoughts and what what, uh, what you might think is helpful, uh, agree, disagree, uh, that kind of stuff. So that is coming with episode 100, hard to believe, hard to believe. Uh, so we are coming up um, right now as of the time of this recording. I think when this actually comes out, it will be the day after uh, Thanksgiving. And then on the podcast, it'll be a week after Thanksgiving because the podcast usually lags the uh, the YouTube release. But um, Thanksgiving, uh, so giving of thanks. And I think it's important for the people of God to uh, to, to walk in Thanksgiving. And there are many, many scriptures on this. I'm not going to do a whole Bible study on Thanksgiving every single year. Uh, you can go back and listen to some some of the ones that we've already done on the, the need to give thanks and to be thankful. So uh, I'm just going to say ditto <laughs> to all the people already doing that and the ones I've already done. But 
it is important because when we walk in a mode of being thankful, it is much more difficult to get offended. It's much more difficult to get um, out of sorts with brothers and sisters in Christ, with leadership, uh, with with God. Uh, a lot of times people do get kind of crossways with God is because, you know, why did this happen? Why did that happen? But if we're just, if we try to walk in a, in a mode of being thankful, at the end of the day, thankful for the breath of life, at the end of the day, thankful for salvation, if everything else is just a t- complete disaster zone, oh, but I am clinging to the cross, I'm, you know, I'm with Jesus, I'm saved, uh, I think we would we would do much, much better. So just a, a word of encouragement. You know, hopefully nobody ate too much uh, too much turkey and uh, whatever you eat for Thanksgiving, right? Uh, you know, people do all kinds of different things. I think in my house, we're going to have like a hodgepodge of stuff. We're doing like, uh, on one side, we're having like some empanadas and stuff for appetizers. And then we're going all the way with like some of the traditional stuff. And then, of course, lots of desserts. Yummy. Um, but I digress. Hopefully, uh, everyone is enjoying time with family and really thinking about the things to be thankful for, because in this day and age, it just isn't it isn't really pushed all that much unless it is Thanksgiving uh, to, to just walk and be thankful. Um, we have a hard time doing that, especially sometimes in the West here. I'm in the United States and, uh, you know, so blessed, so wealthy, um, you know, as a country, still, you know, pretty free, like all these different things. And yet, you know, we're constantly looking at what somebody else has or, you know, wanting to bring somebody else down or, you know, coveting what somebody else, you know, has accomplished and these kinds of things. And, you know, it's because we don't walk in a mode of thanksgiving. We need to be thankful, thankful to God, thankful to others. Um, just, just a healthy dose of thankfulness. So we are continuing in our study of Proverbs we were in Proverbs 6 last time. We ended with these seven things that God hates, and that ended on verse 19. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, now we are going to continue in verse 20, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20. He sort of switches gears here and goes into a topic that he's already talked about Um in this in this book, and so we're going to just flow through here, um, and really, I think cover kind of the rest of six, and maybe even chapter seven if we can get all the way through it. And I'm going to do my best just to kind of read through and then comment. We'll see how that goes. Probably be it probably be a, t- a complete disaster after about seven verses, and I'll totally go off script. But we'll, we'll give it a try. So. Proverbs 6, verse 20, My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will talk with you. Uh, Yeah, see, I I took right there. I can't do it. I have to comment (laughs) because I'll probably lose it. Um, We've already talked about this. You can go watch the episode where we did a little bit more in-depth on this. It's It's a theme throughout Proverbs. The wisdom of the you know commandments, principles, precepts being handed down from other generations, traditions um, that are good. Some traditions are bad. Some traditions need to be changed. Some, they're not bad, but they just should be changed over time. But some are things we need to hold to: traditions and um, and uh, uh, historical 
precepts, historical wisdom, let's call it that, because we're in the Book of Wisdom. Um, and just because it's been there for a while doesn't mean it should move, it should change. It Maybe it's been there for a while and it should remain there. Um, you know, that's just, again, some commentary on that. You can go watch the whole uh, episode in our Proverbs series um, on YouTube. So, uh, when you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light. And the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. To preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. So before we get into the adulteress and all this, uh, again, right, this idea of a lamp and light, right, illumination, giving wisdom and light, revealing things, casting shadows aside, right? This is the imagery that, that's being used here. And then the reproofs of discipline are the way of life, right? Again, the the idea that we should, you know, shun away from discipline or, or not like discipline, these kinds of things, it's just not scriptural. New Testament, Old Testament, you know, the, the is it Hebrews that says that when when God has sons, whom he loves, he will discipline them, and he will, you know, he will prune trees to push back the the fluff and that kind of thing, and he will um, try to get even more fruit out of them and these kinds of things. So it, it's just a it's it, it's it's loving to have true discipline, and you know we're not talking abuse, you know, parents abusing their children or uh, leaders abusing people under their authority and these kinds of things, but true loving, caring discipline um, is, it isn't something to be, you know, pushed away or whatever. It, it should be something that teaches us and helps us to grow. That's the point, and it's all through. Again, these are concepts all the way throughout um, Proverbs. So verse 25 gets into, do not desire her beauty, talks about the adulteress, in your heart, and do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. <laughs> capture you with her eyelashes. Sounds like, almost like a some kind of like superhero villain or something, right? Like, like watch out! She's got the the super long, you know, eyelashes that she can control. And now you think that's funny? There are, I mean, what's that super? Her name's Medusa, I think, right? She can control her hair and use it to like wield swords and all kinds of stuff. So you laugh, but that hey, you know, it could totally be that. And of course, that's not what he's talking about here. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was out of nowhere, like squirrel. <laughs> so anyway, don't let her capture you. Maybe it's just I'm trying to be, you know, a little more light because the the topic is kind of meaty and, you know, it is a dangerous and, and horrifying thing. So maybe the, the, the uh, comic relief is a way to sort of smooth that over. Anyway, don't let her capture you with her eyelashes, for the price of a prostitute is only a loaf of bread, but a married woman hunts down a precious life. Can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned? Or can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? So it is, or so is he who goes in to his neighbor's wife. None who touches her will go unpunished. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his appetite when he's hungry, but if he's caught, he'll pay sevenfold. He will give all the goods of his house. He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. He will get wounds and dishonor, and his disgrace will not be wiped away. For jealousy makes a man furious, and he will not spare when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation. He will refuse 
though you multiply gifts. So it's not trying to let somebody off the hook, you know, if they if they stole something, even if they're hungry or it's not belittling these other things. It's saying people, you should be punished, you will be punished, but people kind of understand with some of these other crimes, these other um, moral slips, uh, these other things that people do. Um, but when it comes to something like adultery, um, it's like there's no amount of um, sorrow or compensation that someone's going to take for that. And because it is in a category, it's in a special category of sin. Now, I know people think, oh, sin is sin. Sin is sin in the essence that all sin is just disobedience against God. All sin is something that must be punished. It has the wrath of God upon it, all that. But within the categories of sin, there are differences. Uh, the New Testament clearly points this out where it talks about sexual sin. You can go read 1 Corinthians uh, 3 um, and uh, and First Corinthians six, and you'll find that there are you know categories where sexual sin is a, in a category or a class where you're sinning against your own body, is how Paul puts it. Um, so there are there are differences, and adultery is a serious thing. Now let's think about this, and I know I, I alluded to this and mentioned how we're going to do a series on the Ten Commandments that will come after the special 100th episode and getting into the series on God's nature and all that, but. Um, the, <laughs> the um, you know, that you don't commit adultery, right, is obviously one of the Ten Commandments, and it is so vitally important. It's incredibly important. I mean, the, the, the bedrock of society is family, and the bedrock of family is a solid marriage, and the thing that will undo that absolutely is infidelity. And so the number one attack, I think, of the enemy is to go after families, to destroy, to um, to break them up, to um, you know, destroy husbands and fathers, destroy mothers and wives, to destroy the relationship between children and parents, um, all of it, right? Because that's God's original institution. If you, I'm talking kingdom here, right? Kingdom thinking, kingdom, kingdom government. Um, this is this is the the idea uh, from Genesis to Revelation. Kingdom, God's kingdom, God and His sovereignty, and all of this. Jesus preached the kingdom um, when He first stepped on the scene. And so the kingdom is what God is really concerned about, and everything that plays out here and all of it is part of a grander picture. It's a it's a you know <laughs> it's a it's a story within a story, right? Um, of the kingdom, God's kingdom, and the number one, the first institution in the earth was the family. Now, Adam and Eve, he established a family before he ever established uh, the kingdom of Israel, before he ever established uh, the church. He established the family, and so. The, the devil will go after the church, but he will go after and has been going after families forever. And he will try to destroy the family as much as he can. And so adultery is one of the most powerful tools that the enemy uses to destroy families, which is God's um, first institution in the earth. So getting into uh, chapter 7 here, he goes on, continuing the thought, he says, my son, keep my words, treasure up my commandments with you, keep my commandments and live, keep my teaching as the apple of your eye, bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart, say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend, to keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words. So he goes on and on and on and on and on, do whatever you have to do, brah, <laughs> like, like get it tattooed on your forehead, um, is basically what he's saying, well, you know, not quite, not quite saying that, but 
like you need to listen to these commands. You need to listen, 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 remind yourself. And again, see these things that he's saying to do, it's going to be a continual reminder. It's not like you did it once and okay, I'm good to go. You need to continually revisit this and remind yourself of these commands. Verse 6 of chapter 7, For at the window of my house I have looked out through my lattice, and I have seen among the simple, I have perceived among the youths, a young man lacking sense, passing along the street near her corner, taking the road to her house in the twilight and the evening at the time of night and darkness, right? Being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, who got you there? You didn't, you didn't take one step and you were, you know, on the way to the kitchen in your house, you took the next step and you you stumbled into some kind of time warp vortex um, and, and you ended up in the wrong place at the wrong time, right? We tend to get ourselves into, you know, 90, 95, 99, 0.85, I don't know, percent of the problems that we are in, right? A lot of times they, if you unfold it, you unpack it. Well, how'd you get to that situation? How'd you get there? You end up with a series of dominoes that fell. And along the way, there are usually multiple junctures where we knocked one of the dominoes over. You ever see one of the massive, like really elaborate domino displays that people do and they're up and down things and hitting things and jumping onto, you know, you know, flipping up and I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff, right? It's like that, only it doesn't just you hit one and they all just fall. It's like you hit one and you ask some fall, but then there's another place where you got to actually manually intervene again. And you got to hit another one. To, and that's usually how it is. It's very, it's very odd, very rare that we end up in a place where we did one mistake, one little mistake, and it just set off a chain reaction that was unstoppable into this, some horrible greed. Now, it is possible. Um... I'm not talking about like a car accident. I'm talking about you know some some kind of situation that we're getting ourselves into or things like that, some sin we're falling into. Usually it's, yeah, there was a bad decision, but then there was another bad decision and then it, or it continued on. It wasn't one bad decision and just, okay, well, let's, let's it, you know. No, no, it was one bad decision and that bad decision was made over and over and over and over again, things like that. And that's what we need to understand because if we want to avoid sin and we want to obey God and we want to be, people of uh, the kingdom and light and uh, have King Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then guess what? We need to realize this and understand our choices are extremely important. What we do, who we interact with, where we plug in, where we don't plug in, things we allow, things we don't allow, all of that is extremely important and has ramifications generations beyond us. Yes, yes. Think decisions you make today, even if you don't even have kids, let's pretend you don't have any kids, let's pretend you're not married. You will make decisions today that will literally have ramifications. It will have reverberations into the future to your great, 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 great grandchildren, assuming you get married and have kids. So we need to think about our decisions, who we're going to marry. Okay. That's a big decision. But before we get there, who we're even going to allow ourselves to be interested in, right? Forget about that big decision. How do we get to the big decision? Well, we have a list of priorities and things we look at because there are some people you shouldn't even get your eye on at all. And that's the thing. See that domino? Well, it's who you marry. No, 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 no. Before you get there, there's a thousand dominoes before you get there. And that's the ones we don't want to be knocking over, right? Or we do, depending on the situation. And that's where we need to realize our choices 
our choices, who we hang with, who we get counsel from, what camp we're running in, where we put our eyes, where we don't put our eyes. I mean, it's all very important, and that's why we have Holy Spirit. That's why we should have a local congregation with loving leaders and loving body of Christ. All of this are things are all of these are things that God has given into his kingdom to help us. We should utilize them. And I say this often. If you're not in a place that has these things, if you're not in a place where you're, you, then you need to get to that place. And I don't care if you got to move across the country to get to a place that's that way. It's worth your eternity and your future generations to do so. People move across the state. People move across the world for a job opportunity. How much more for an opportunity to rewrite the eternal destination of you and your progeny forever? Make, you, you make the choice, right? Um, so anyway, back to Proverbs. I'm <laughs> not way off track, just kind of way deep into that. Um, so we're on verse 10. Behold, the woman meets him, right? After he's made these stupid decisions, she's wandering around, around, around the street corner where she lives at twilight. Mm-mm-mm, lots of bad decisions happening there. And here he is. Oops, just fell out of the sky. Nope. Verse 10. Behold, the woman meets him, dressed as a prostitute, wily of heart, She's loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home. Now in the street, now in the market. And at every corner, she lies in wait. She seizes him and kisses him. And with bold face, she says to him, I had to offer sacrifices, and today I've paid my vows. So now I have come out to meet you, to seek you eagerly. And I have found you. Oh, isn't she so um, so pious? She had to go offer sacrifices and pay her vows. No, dude. Get out of there, right? But remember, we can blame her. We can say, oh, look, there she is, lying in wait like a Venus flytrap. Guess what? You shouldn't have been buzzing around there, homie, right? That's the issue. You did this to yourself. Now she grabs him, kisses him, and all this stuff. Yes, now the decision, the domino is already falling over. It's going to be harder to get it to go to the other direction, but you could still do it, but now it's going to be a harder decision. You should have made the earlier decision a better one. See that? Now he's in this, oh, this pious, wonderful, nice lady. Oh, look at her. She's She was offering sacrifices. Come on, man. <laughs> so here we go. Ready? I spread my couch with coverings, colored linen from Egyptian linen. I've perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. Oh, love is love. You know, how can you, how can you, how can you, you mean old, mean old, mean old, meanie head. Um, love is love. How can you disagree with love? I was, oh man, I saw a bumper sticker the other day, made me want to vomit. I mean, I mean, I'm not even just vomit, you know, not even like the, you ate a cheeseburger and you vomit. I mean like that nasty green bile vomit. That's like, ooh, right? It like burns coming up. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. That kind of vomit is the kind of vomit that I wanted to have because it was one of these bumper cigars that was kind of like along those lines, like let love be love or, you know, love wins or something like that. And I was just like, oh, God, help me to keep down my lunch. Because the world, when the world says that, they they incorporate all kinds of evil, wicked, abomin- abominable sin and call it love. 
and say, well, I mean, how can you be against love? I mean, you know, of course, the devil is a master of euphemism, inserting one word for the other. What he, what he means is abomination, but he calls it love. And this is what she's doing here, right? She doesn't say, let us take our fill of adultery <laughs> till morning. No, no, no. It's let us take our fill of love. That's not love. You're grabbing this dude, kissing him. You're married. And you're going to have a fling overnight. That's not love. But she's calling it love. And the world calls a lot of stuff love that's not love. I'm just going to make a quick comment here. How do you think they're going to push the next phase in the world of things like pedophilia and stuff like that? How do you think they're going to get that pushed? How do you think they're going to get that? I hope I don't get... I don't think you... Does YouTube flag that kind of stuff when you say that? I don't, I don't think so. Hopefully not. Uh, hopefully, whoever's watching this, you'll contextualize. I'm speaking against it. It's not good. It's terrible. It's horrible. It's abomination. It's sin. Um, but I do believe that it will be pushed more and more and more. Um, and what do you think they're going to do? They're going to say, well, I mean, I'm born this way, and love is love, and how can you disagree with love? And I just I happen to love people that are just significantly younger than me or whatever they're going to do. Um, that's how they're going to do it because we've already, not we, I haven't, you probably haven't. I mean, lots of people haven't, but a lot of people have bought this line of, well, you can't disagree with love. Yes, you can. If you're calling that love, I'm going to disagree with it. A, because it's not love and B, because I mean, it's just wrong. So we need to draw these distinctions and lines as kingdom people. Uh, I didn't say church people because a lot of church people, they're in the devil's camp. Okay. They just go to church. Um, the devil goes to church. Demons go to church. So <laughs> going to church doesn't mean anything. I'm talking about kingdom people, spirit-led, spirit-filled, and spirit-led, kingdom-minded people don't buy into that stuff. But we need to grow a spine and be able to lovingly say, no, 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 that's not love. That's going to send you to hell. So I'm going to tell you that's not love. Uh, no, that's not love. That's going to destroy families. So I'm going to tell you that's not love. No, that's not love. It's going to destroy you. It's going to destroy your mind, your your uh, your emotions. It's going to destroy you as a person. It's probably going to destroy you physically and mentally. No, that's not love. That's what needs to happen. Let's see if it happens with this dude right here. Because, I mean, let's fill ourselves with love, right? Verse 19, for my husband's not at home. He's gone on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him. At full moon, he will come home. Uh, with much seductive speech, she persuades him. With her smooth talk, she compels him. Now, let me just say something. Right, All the moms out there. And I'll say mom spirit. Okay, not just moms. There's a lot of dudes that do this stuff too. Right? Well, if it wasn't for that mean old girl, my baby boy would never... Oh, please... Right? Oh man, that 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 guy he he seduced my daughter. He, oh, give me give it up. Okay? Yes. Maybe it's a 60/40 split, maybe it's a 70/30 split. But to try and make it sound like now again, unless someone literally forces themselves on somebody or that kind of thing, people make their decisions, okay? Maybe they're young and naive, but they why weren't they? Why were they alone in that situation? Why were they even in this situation? Maybe mom and dad, the reason why you're covering stuff up, or maybe uncle or auntie or whoever I'm talking to, maybe it's because you were culpable in it and there were principles and things, right? We, we, we went up to the first couple of verses of this chapter, right? Where he's talking about my teachings, my commandments. Maybe you weren't doing the teaching. Hmm. Maybe you thought dragging your kid to Sunday school was going to do something 
instead of actually teaching and laying it down and commanding and being a strong father instead of a, a weak, wet noodle backbone dad. Or, you know, maybe a mom that, you know, doesn't have a spine. Oh, my little baby boy. Your little baby boy is a predator, right? <laughs> like that kind of thing. And, and, and what we need to realize here is that person is culpable. We need to hold people to the standard and we need to be teaching and training our children. We don't need to put it in somebody else's hands. We don't need to be like, oh, they're part of the youth group. They would never. Oh, gosh, give me a break. They're part of the what? The youth group, right? Group of what? Group of people. Okay, you had me at people, <laughs> right? Because we're all capable of sin. We're all capable of bad things. Of course we are. As a pastor, a man of God, married, kids, in leadership, kingdom-minded, I put protections in place and barriers and accountability and all kinds of stuff in place because I know I'm a human being. <laughs> and so I don't even want to be on that street at that time, anywhere in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's just a word for all of the um, all of the uh, all the people out there that do this, you know, but it's not their fault. That thing. Don't do that. We already read that discipline is helpful. Let's do the loving discipline. Admit when there's fault. Okay, it was 80-20. 80% that person's fault, and twenty, but 20% this person. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So she persuades him, right? Smooth talk, all this compels him. Um, remember, remember, she never would have done any of this if he hadn't decided to be there in the first place. Right, just remember that. Verse 22, all at once he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter, or as a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver. As a bird rushes into a snare, he does not know that it will cost him his life. Now, he may not know the consequences, the ultimate consequences, but should have considered that. Should have thought about that. Should have got some counsel. Shouldn't have even been around that place in the first place. Right, verse 24, and now, O sons, listen to me. Be attentive to the words of my mouth. Let not your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many a victim has she laid low, and all her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is the way to Sheol, right? That's the place of the dead, going down to the chambers of death. So <clears throat> there is a lot of wisdom in learning how to avoid these things, how to learn how to make choices, right? Heed my words, heed my commands, right? What's he doing? He's telling his sons, sons, listen to this guy's plight and learn from this. Because you can learn, you can grow, you can make better decisions, you can do things a different way and uh, not even be around that part of town ever. So, she doesn't have the opportunity to seduce you with her words, right? If somehow, you know, you're out away from that part of town and she just shows up, she tracked you down, she was hunting you down. Okay, then, right, one, you're in a better position. Two, that's the time to say, hey, I've built up these bulwarks I'm not, and I'm not going to fall for your seductive ploys. But it's a lot more tempting, right, at twilight when you're already in the neighborhood when the seduction and the the clever speech and all this stuff comes out. So my word to people is to be on the lookout. My word to parents 
is to train your children and protect them. God made you parents. He didn't make you besties. If you can be both, that's fantastic. That's great. But if you have to choose, you better be parent because being bestie is going to make you pay dividends, negative dividends, well into the future. Um, so better to be parent first. Um, you know, church leaders lead people, um, lead with courage, lead with love. Um, but don't let love over, you know, quote unquote love override the need for discipline or correction. Uh, you know, just, it has, you know, has to be, it has to happen. It has to be part of the a loving body of Christ. Um, you know, we just, we need to be, we need to be wise. We need to be wise. That is the word from Proverbs. That is the word to avoid the adulterous woman, of course. You know, we're, again, I said this before, last time or time before. This It's not just on women. Like, women are, you know, these horrible, you know, beings that, to be avoided at all costs or whatever, right? There's just as many guys out there that think they're Rico Suave walking around. Um, but it's the, the concept of this entire thing. The, the, the concept, the, the progression, the choices made, you know, all of this stuff, we need to learn from it and grow and develop and be people who live by the principles of God's kingdom. So I hope that was helpful, a little bit short. Again, hope everyone uh, had, is having a great time with friends, family um, over Thanksgiving, remembering to give thanks to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who saved us and brought us into his great kingdom of light. And, um, yeah, don't eat too much of that dessert. <laughs> I will catch you next time. You'll probably still be reeling and digesting, but it will be our 100th episode, and we will dive into uh, our beginning of a short series on God's nature. So I will see you then. God bless. And, again, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>